0: Welcome to today's episode of Watchable. With Bethy Hernandez and Sophia Ritter. Two cousins talk movies and TV. Basically, if it's entertainment related, we got you covered.
1: Today, we're discussing The Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
0: All right, Bethy, it's great to have you back with us on Watchable. How have you been? It's great to be back. It's been a while
1: since I've we've been actually recording together, but it's exciting.
0: No, I feel you. Spring semester goes by super fast and it very does. chaotic. So trust me, I get it, especially because it's my last spring semester ever. Anyway, great to have you back, Bethy. Do you have a media pick of the week for us? My media pick of the week was really hard for me to come up with because lately I haven't <laughs> been
1: watching any like Really good media. I've just been needing some bit of a distraction, something easy to binge. So mm-hmm. I've been watching Grey's Anatomy recently. I'm a little kind of <laughs> embarrassed of it. Yeah. But I think uh, everyone goes through that moment where they
0: end up watching it. So I feel like every freshman in col- girl in college goes through a Grey's Anatomy phase. I did. I can't judge you. Mm-hmm. I think the first few seasons of the show are actually pretty decent yeah um by the time so you get far, to like, so season good. 12 it's a little but there's nothing wrong with a fun guilty pleasure watch it's oh yeah you know it's not gonna like it's not like award worthy and any of that crap but it's fun to watch it's definitely fun to watch and it definitely
1: is a good distraction from all the stress of college and all of that so
0: oh, yeah, 100% How we about all need good distraction just mine is a little bit different genre. Mine, I just wanted more to talk about how Nomad Land and how excited I am that Chloe Zhao won Best Director because it's only the second female in history to win Best Director, which is pathetic. That's crazy. But I'm really happy that she did win it and she's an icon. Oh me and too. speaking of Chloe Zhao, she's actually directing something for Marvel's right now, Eternals. So I'm excited to see that project now as well because now I'm like hundred percent on our boat and if you haven't seen nomad land i'm assuming most of you guys have it's best picture Mm -hmm. but actually no one has watched any of the oscar movies this year so maybe not but it's on hulu it's really interesting and just a great perspective it's the same kind of pacing as like eighth grade and ladybird but it's not a coming-of-age story it's about grief yeah it (laughs) is a horrible description
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it makes it sound really sad Um, which it kind of is in some ways but it it is a really really good movie Mm -hmm. i agree with you i watched it a while ago and it wasn't what i was expecting but Mm -hmm. it definitely blew me away
0: oh i love it our parents are also obsessed with it right now it cracks me up yes my mom (laughs) is in love with it anyway so falcon in the winter soldier we've done a lot of marvel lately I know you are in love with this show and I was also very into the show. What were your initial thoughts? So
1: I think a lot of people had this reaction after WandaVision. It seemed kind of stupid. Like the premise of a show of like these two guys, like having fist mm-hmm. fights, kind of type thing and like yeah, explosions. Yeah. That's oversimplified of what happens in the show actually, but mm-hmm. it's what it seemed like it was going to be like. Um, so I wasn't too excited for it, but obviously I was happy for some more Marvel content and i didn't i've never been like huge just like bucky or like falcon fan mhm but all of that went away as soon as i watched it i was totally invested in the characters i totally thought that the story was like a necessary one to continue the phase 4 mcu stuff mm-hmm. so it definitely Um, exceeded my expectations. How about you?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think I was one of the few people who were excited about this show. But like you, I wasn't super into either of these characters. But I don't know. I kind of thought the premise was cool. I definitely think WandaVision was a better TV format. It definitely worked better for television than this series did. And we can get Mm -hmm. into that more later. But overall, I thought it was pretty good. I think they expanded the characters' stories really well, which is, you know, the full point of this. And I hated the first episode. I want to point that out. There was so much action in that first one. It felt like a typical overdone Marvel like action sequence. Yeah. And I wasn't as into it. And they spent a lot of time on characters you weren't expecting. And they ended up paying it off. But at first, it was very sporadic. And then when they introduced John Walker, the show really started to hit its groove and its purpose. But that first episode was a little bit. Ew. I agree. And at the same time, uh, WandaVision struggled
1: with a little bit of that, too. I think oh, it's yeah, the they definitely did. I forgot about used that. used to Marvel movies
0: in TV format. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've
1: quite gotten the hang of that first episode.
0: I definitely feel like this show is a little bit more of what I was worried about with WandaVision, of them yes. just making a movie that's six hours. But I do think like it wasn't completely just like, but there were elements where it felt like that. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's start off with our new Captain America, oh Sam Wilson. <laughs> let's just start right off the bat. The first thing we see him do in the show is turning down the shield. Mm-hmm. What were like your reactions to that? Honestly,
1: I think I was expecting that to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Just how the way Endgame set that up. He yeah. seemed a little hesitant to take the shield in the first place, and I under could understand his problems with taking it and the re like his moral reasons that he didn't want to um so I wasn't like absolutely shocked by it and how did you feel about that
0: honestly I was kind of shocked because this is one of the biggest criticism Marvel gets is they play it safe like consistently Mm -hmm. they don't talk about hot issues but that is why I ended up loving this show is Mm because it was just so exciting to see them taking these risks into addressing issues that are a little bit more controversial and are a Mm -hmm. little bit more heated and i think it was important that they brought up that conversation about like how he was uncomfortable taking on you know the image of america and like the ideals and values of our country and how it was a little backhanded. So I greatly appreciated that angle. I wasn't expecting Marvel to have the guts to do it, but I'm glad they did. Yeah, I guess I
1: wasn't expecting them to um, delve into these more controversial issues as much as they Mm -hmm. did. I knew that, like, the implication was there towards the first episode beginning, but it Mm -hmm. only they only addressed it even more throughout the series and I was really really impressed with that because Marvel like you said just typically doesn't do that um but yeah I I think that was an important part to the show and I don't
0: think the show would be even half as good if they didn't Mm -hmm. include it 100% I also I know it just like criticized the heck out of the first episode but I do appreciate how we got like information about like his family life and like the Avengers doesn't pay the bills perspective because <laughs> you're always kind of wondering about that. Like, yeah, what do these people do in their everyday lives? And I kind of like how these shows are taking us into the everyday life of the Avengers. It's an interesting perspective. Yeah, that really doesn't happen often in movies mm-hmm. or.
1: Yeah, it was it was definitely much appreciated to see his family and stuff. And I don't know. His it was, nephews it, it, are very cute. It was good for a little bit of giving some background to the character. Yeah, because yeah. Because I don't know about you, but I didn't really know that much about Sam Wilson.
0: No, from he was prior just kind of there.
1: Yeah, he was always there. He always seemed like a cool character. I knew he was like friends with Captain America, but he never seemed like mm-hmm. the main focus of anything. So I think it was yeah, a really smart decision on
0: Marvel's part to... Give him at least a show, so. Yeah. <laughs> it is refreshing because, like, Marvel movies have to stay around, like, two, two and a half hours that we are getting to see, like, the characters breathe, basically, you know? Yes. Like, this is them, like, this is how they interact with people, that kind of stuff. We don't only have to see them saving the entire world. Yeah, exactly. And some people may find those
1: bits boring or whatever, but I typically enjoy just, like, the personal
0: family life of the Mm -hmm. Avengers.
1: I think that's just so
0: interesting. No, I love to see. And I think we're going to get even more of that with, like, the Hawkeye show and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. (laughs) I did, too. They have so many shows coming out that I don't remember half of them. Okay, so another thing I want to talk about was Sam. Mm -hmm. It fits really well with him taking up the Captain America role, and I like how... They kind of naturally just expanded it from his character in the past. And he's kind of taking on this like leadership, like counselor type character where he's like calling out people and being like, this is a rough experience. You have to like face these problems. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the values of Captain America, like (laughs) values of Captain America is such a (laughs) cringy statement. He doesn't supposed to never like have a gun he's supposed to you know like Mm -hmm. deal with things conversationally and like that scene with him and carly was so well done and made you be like yeah he should be captain america
1: yeah i did really like that he didn't his automatic go-to wasn't to just fight people it was to Mm -hmm. talk to them and understand exactly and even i think that's a little bit different than steve rogers a little bit yeah like I in think, Civil War. Yeah, like in Civil War. I I don't think Sam would have started a fight. I think he would have talked through it. And mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because obviously there are parallels between him and Steve. And it's just like they're both Captain America for a reason. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I do appreciate how they were... They still have their own different traits and characteristics.
0: It's kind of like the 1940s perspective versus the 2020 perspective where... We're like, we've tried doing it that way, but we need to call people out and stop just, like, blindly following leadership. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about him actually becoming Captain America, because I know you had some (laughs) thoughts on that, all the stuff that went down in the finale, so you want to go into that a little bit? Yeah, because Sophie and I ended up watching the finale uh,
1: together, so we kind of know... What our reactions were. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I got really excited when I saw that he was going to have a new suit in mm-hmm. the end, in, in the, like, last scene of fifth episode or something. Yeah, I yeah. think his entrance, like, his <sighs> grand entrance, and it was supposed to be, like, a big moment of mm-hmm. him wearing the Captain America suit was a little bit lacking, in my opinion.
0: It fell flat a bit, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I was still really, like, it's still really amazing to see him mm-hmm. in that role, but... It, was a, it fell flat a little bit. I felt like it was a little too fast. I think they could have amped up the dramatics a little bit. Yeah, f- yeah. Just for that moment, you mm-hmm. know? Um, What were your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I'm pretty similar to you. I think the training montage was really satisfying oh, before yes. he became Captain America. Yes. That, like, show he's not a super soldier. Like, he has to put in the work to, like, be able to do these tasks and... That was great, especially like when you saw him interacting with his nephews and like why he was doing it. It was corny as heck, but I liked it. But I agree with you. Like we wanted that initial scene where it's like, bam, he's wearing the Captain America suit to be like really strong, impactful moment. But it was kind of lackluster. He like fumbled a lot. And I don't really feel like we needed to see him do that. I feel like we saw that enough in the training that it should have just been, like, he came in and kicked ass.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, he still succeeded in the end. Mm -hmm.
0: But, like, and
1: I know Marvel has often has a problem of characters suddenly being amazing at, like, using their powers and stuff. So I'm assuming they were trying to, like, avoid that issue. But I think they avoided it a little too much. They did, because he already was the Falcon. (laughs) Yes. Like, he already has the experience, mm-hmm. and he had been training, and they showed him, like, messing up the training. It could have benefited from a different approach. Don't get us wrong, like, we
0: were very oh, obnoxiously I'm so excited. excited when we were yes. watching this. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I want to talk about, um, as some would call it, the guardian angel entrance of his <laughs> new suit. <laughs> The moment where he's, like, the, like, helicopter light is shining on him. And, like, his wings are, like, those... The Catholic listeners, (laughs) it looks so much like those coloring book illustrations. Like, when you're a kid, like, the giant wings. Um, Did you have Catholic coloring books? (laughs) You didn't. No. (laughs) Uh, Homeschool Catholic, you can tell. (laughs) Um, But, anyway, we... Kind of have an unpopular opinion about the suit. Yeah.
1: yeah. People are people so excited about it.
0: Really love it. And I don't hate
1: it. Don't get me wrong. I don't either. I do not hate it. And I, I understand why it's a really good suit because it stays true to like the comic book suit pretty much. hmm I just thought it looked a little bit cheap, like the costume design of it itself. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It seemed like there's just something off in like the fitting of it. That made it Mm -hmm. weird. Other than that, like I really enjoyed the costume itself, but I don't know. It just it seemed like the fitting of it just wasn't quite right. (laughs)
0: Yeah, some of the white parts of it made it look kind of cheap. And like John Walker's costume didn't have any of the white on it. It was supposed to be like white represents something but also a lot of the things about why white represents like good people is really racist so it's a little bit of a rocky subject using yeah. white for that particular thing i don't know his neck thing was just it was a lot it's just to take a little in. off yes yeah
1: i i do like i think it has potential mm-hmm. in future movies to get and you, you know,
0: know They'll keep evolving it. It's Marvel. As all
1: Marvel costumes do. Yeah. It will get better for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't, again, I didn't hate it. There's nothing really like terribly wrong with it. It just wasn't my yeah, favorite. Yeah. And I was expecting something a little bit cooler
0: looking. Yeah, I was too. Maybe a darker color scheme or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot. It was. Another thing I wanted to bring up, and this is kind of bridging us into Bucky, mm-hmm. is there was kind of at the beginning of the show, it was dropped, but at the beginning of the show, there's quite a bit of queer baiting, and you kind of want to talk about that? Before I had even seen the TikToks on this, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> there's quite some obvious queer baiting between Bucky and Sam, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, Just yeah. Just the scenes where. <sighs> the rolling scene the the scene where they yeah they roll out into the field and they mm-hmm. stare in each other's eyes for two yeah that one and like the couple's therapy and quotes you know like yeah. scene like marvel knew what they were doing 100%. and also the scene where bucky goes on a tinder date and he talks about seeing lots of tiger photos on his tinder which are associated with like typically guys mm. tinder profiles like gay guys tinder profiles yeah. and stuff like just marvel knew they were dropping hints but they yeah. weren't going to like outright say anything mm-hmm. and that's just what bothers me like don't drop little hints don't make these like queer baby scenes if you're not oh. gonna like address it at all like if you're not even gonna have it be a thing then don't yeah, i, don't I know. know just don't do don't it don't do it
0: because honestly by the end of the show i i mm-hmm kind of agree that it wasn't really the place for that show because oh, yeah the show was really about like racism like that was yeah. the heavy overtone of the show and so i agree with their decision and not necessarily include it in this one but then yeah. don't give us those yes. little bits there doesn't have to be a romance between them even
1: but <laughs> I, I just know, there doesn't have to then be. why did they hint at it it was weird no, like i don't yeah. think you don't like, i to think their that friendship there. dynamic works really well in everything mm-hmm. Like, I like that. That's fine with me. But the way they were dropping these weird little hints was just really annoying.
0: Yeah, just awkward. The one thing the thing that pissed me off the most was the couple therapy scene where their legs like hooked mm-hmm. together you know yeah and apparently that was actually improv <laughs> really <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that kind of does change my perspective on that particular scene yeah. a little bit because like yeah. those two actors dynamic is very weird yeah it's a very great dynamic <laughs> oh it's fantastic <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't know. Marvel needs to work on that a little bit. Yeah, because isn't Bucky in the comics? Yes. And then the directors
1: were hinting at maybe they were going to do something about this in the show. And of course they didn't. I'm just of course like, they why? Didn't. Just why even mention it then? Well, it's Don't just get like,
0: people's hopes up. Don't get, you know, like... Whatever. It's like saying there's a gay character in Endgame and it was a Russo brother. Like, yeah.
1: Can we stop so that five kind seconds. of stuff? Yes. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, if it's an extra, it does not count. Or a cameo, which mm-hmm. that was a cameo. Does not yeah. count. Anyway, let's move into Bucky Barnes, if you're ready yes. to go to Bucky Barnes. Yeah. We have very similar thoughts at Marvel, but neither one of us cared at all for Bucky before. <laughs> no.
1: And, and I, now I he some owns my
0: heart and soul.
1: Are going to give us hate for the fact that I, even at one point we didn't care but about we've Bucky. We've seen
0: the light. We've seen the light. <laughs>
1: See, my thing was I hadn't really watched all of the Winter Soldier. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, or either I just didn't remember it completely well. Also, Civil War, I watched it before any other, not before any other, but before most Marvel movies with, like, no yeah. context. I watched them way out of order. <laughs> yeah, um, we both did. It's a but mess. But recently, I did watch The Winter Soldier and Civil War and the first Captain America movie. Like, I all watched them mm-hmm. in order. The right and way. And recently, and then I watched Falcon and Winter Soldier, and
0: now I definitely like Bucky's character a lot mm-hmm. more. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I don't think his character was that interesting before this show. Yeah. I do think part of it was me watching it out of order, but I think part of it was, like, in The Winter Soldier, that was his role. Like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily badly done, but he wasn't as interesting of a character as he was in this show. Because he didn't have
1: any lines. Exactly. And even in Civil War, he was kind of just like in the background Mm -hmm. it felt like but now we finally get to see Mm -hmm. like his personal life his and like the trauma essentially he's had to deal with exactly and we also get to like see the funny bits of him adapting to life in Mm -hmm. the present instead of the 40s and like I just think Those are the things that really make his character enduring and kind of, like, fun to watch.
0: I appreciate the fact that he was from the 40s more than I ever have of any other Captain America, like, moment in the MCU, yeah. they really established that well. And in some ways, it was really cute, like the flowers he brought on a date. Mm -hmm. And in other ways, it was just like he had no idea what he was doing anymore.
1: Yeah. It was also interesting to think about his perspectives on race in America. And yeah, I really I had always kind of wondered about that
0: with Mm -hmm. Captain
1: America. I'm like, he was living in the 40s. He wakes up and all of a sudden everything's different. And yeah, I was just wondering because Marvel never really addressed that, you know? Yeah. And it, I thought it was really interesting that they did finally. And Bucky was like, at one point in the show, he's like, hey, like, I'm sorry for not understanding why you didn't want the shield. Like,
0: yeah, I have a lot was, of learning
1: to do. And that he, was
0: one of those moments where you're like, yes, address this Marvel. Yeah. And obviously he'd have a lot of learning to do if you think mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, I would hope so. Like, guy has a weird history as it is throwing the fact kiss from the 40s and yeah um another thing i want to talk about was like the list in his therapy mm. in general yes. i really like how they show that a lot of his problem was he was holding on too much to like one relationship mm-hmm. and not necessarily even his past but more of his role in steve's life mm-hmm. And like having to let go of that and not just like, I like how he had to go. up. It wasn't as simple as he thought it was to like make amends with people. He had to learn that he had to actually put in more of an effort. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you kind
1: of get that one scene earlier where he's like, I'm making amends. And then he yeah. just kind of like
0: walks away. It's you simple. Know? But obviously it, they kept showing that it wasn't simple. Yes. And Marvel actually has always kind of done a good job of showing like PTSD and stuff. yeah. I would agree with that. For the most part. Another thing, and this is one of the reasons I think we all are now suckers for him, is the found family trope kind of of Bucky. Oh, yeah. I saw something that like him smiling at like the two like nephews like Mm -hmm. fighting is like one of the first times he like was smiling in the MCU post like the 40s era.
1: Yeah. That whole last scene made me so happy Because most of the time in Marvel movies, we see Bucky as, like, a brooding, like, sad or, like, Mm a man or, like, someone who's really, like, dangerous and violent. And now all of a sudden, he's just himself. And it it was just such a cute scene to see him, like, smiling and, like... Bringing a cake. Bringing (laughs) a cake, like, normal things. And, like, Mm -hmm. the fact that Sam's family kind of just, like let him in mm-hmm. and like it was really sweet <laughs>
0: you see i think why we both are now like bucky people is because mm-hmm. there is such a soft side to the character yeah but they highlighted so well in this series that one scene where he was like in wakanda mm-hmm. and like he realized he was free of the mind stuff was oh, so my gosh, powerful that was so good sebastian stan his is his in this role
1: holy crap It blew me away yeah that scene was and that was a scene that I think we should have almost gotten earlier. Like I just yeah, I kind of get what you mean. I just felt like they kind of ignored the whole Bucky thing until the show right? came. Out.
0: And so that's probably one of the reasons I enjoyed it so much. I feel like Marvel blew up very fast all of a sudden, you know. Like yeah. It always was big and then it got Massive, like extremely massive, biggest fandom in the world. Yeah. And during that phase, we got great Marvel content, but everything was very chaotic. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now we're like stepping back and like reassessing characters, and it's exciting. It's refreshing after Infinity War and Endgame to Mm -hmm. get the more personal
1: and more in depth side of the story.
0: Well, and it's definitely their best bet to like remain big. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't just keep giving us world ending events. Yes. You need to give us like the Spider-Man moments, the Mm -hmm. Falcon moments, like the smaller storylines that show you like where they get these values when they are facing Thanos level. threats. If they
1: keep facing threats that big, there Mm -hmm. aren't going to be there aren't going to be able to make movies that get that people get excited about
0: well and the like, stakes won't be there yes exactly because you've seen it before <laughs> mm-hmm. seen it a million times yeah all right i want to move into really the only female character in this show oh peggy carter which we both have kind of like math feelings peggy. about sharon oh sharon i put down peggy in my notes i love her sharon, her carter. sharon 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 <laughs> such a like a aunt name yes yeah honestly i don't care much about her like people online got like so pissed off about like what they did her character in the show she's just one of those characters that she really doesn't do much
1: i was kind of annoyed with her character in the show yeah because i've seen people talking about how like peggy has done all of this stuff for Mm -hmm. shield and then sharon is just out here like messing up all of her work and (laughs) it's just it's becoming not necessarily like the villain villain but mm-hmm. definitely not a good character.
0: Yeah, because she's kind of becoming like a Maria. Like she's very similar to Maria Hill. Yes. But I am glad that they are at least not making her as one dimensional as Maria Hill. Because that girl is very boring. Yeah. I don't, I think her full backstory with her being, what's it called? Like the power broker? Yes. It's yeah. yeah. I think that has the potential to be really interesting. Because honestly, the United States government really screwed her over a lot yeah yeah and so it's going to be one of those characters that's not clear-cut good or clear-cut bad like Mm -hmm. i don't she shouldn't have shot carly like things like that yeah but yeah i don't love her character i don't honestly care much about her character but i hope they continue to make more female characters more interesting though because at least yeah It's not just so, I feel like they were scared for a while because there were so few females that they had to make them all super perfect. I
1: don't absolutely hate her character. Mm -mm. But like you said, like, she's kind of boring right now. But I do think she has the potential to become Mm -hmm. a more interesting character. She wasn't in that many scenes. I did enjoy the fight scene she was in, though. I thought that was pretty cool because yeah, that was cool. Like I barely knew anything about her based on previous mm-hmm. Captain yeah. America movies and stuff, and then she kind of comes out of nowhere with these like really cool fighting skills. And it's yeah, like, yeah. At least that part was interesting. <laughs>
0: True. All right, I want to get into the character that we all love to hate, and that is John Walker. Oh god oh my god john walker is so annoying but he's supposed to be so let's talk about him my Mm -hmm. favorite thing about this character is how much marvel just called themselves out for their own stuff Mm -hmm. you know like he has a black best friend with a really cheesy name and like Mm -hmm. they're just totally calling themselves out completely and i Mm -hmm. i love the self-owning that they did with this character Mm
1: -hmm. his character was done really well it was He was supposed to be annoying and they definitely achieved that. You Mm -hmm. know, obviously he's one of, he's becoming one of those hated Marvel characters.
0: And for good reason,
1: that's what their intentions were.
0: So I think it was a a successful character. It's a lot like Unbridge, honestly, from Harry Potter. That's what I was going to say. You hate him more than you hate Thanos because we all know a John Walker in our lives.
1: Exactly. It's not that unrealistic that someone would act like that. And so mm-hmm. it makes it even more frustrating. And it's interesting that you can kind of see where he's coming from. Yeah. Obviously, his reactions are insane to to an extent. But yeah. you do at least understand why he is the way he is. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not a good thing,
0: you at least understand exactly. It. Well, that like we want to talk about Marvel finally taking risk. This mm-hmm. character, like yeah, they pose the question of what really is a military hero in twenty twenty one. Like he has yeah. these purple hearts or whatever for for what? What? How did he actually get those? You know, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of messed up stuff going on over there. Also, when that video of him killing that guy blew up he's like this is what you guys trained me to do mm-hmm. just because it's on video everyone's attacking me now like yeah. it's really calling out a lot of the stuff that i didn't think you know they would address but because they really partly like funded by the military it's confusing it is <laughs> and yeah it's kind of it makes sense actually you yeah, watch some of the movies uh-huh. it makes a lot of sense <laughs> like iron man <laughs> yeah Especially Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, especially Iron Man. I don't know. I like posing those questions that we're all thinking. Mm-hmm. I think I forgot. Do we talk about Isaiah Washington? Because I meant to. I think I forgot to. Is it Isaiah Bradley? I think you're probably right. No, but we haven't talked about him. All right. I'm, like, conflicted about, like, the ending of his character. How do you feel about that last scene? Give a little explanation of the last scene, because I remember it, but not in like detail. Like, Um, Sam showing him like the gallery thing at the museum. Oh, I thought it was a good scene. I thought it was like a powerful Mm -hmm. scene, but it
1: almost was a little bit, acted a little bit too much like, oh, we built him a statue, problem solved.
0: Like put a bow on racism and it's done kind of thing. Yes.
1: Although he, he earned a statue and he earned recognition in the Mm -hmm. museum and everything. It's not going to change the fact that what happened to him was so messed up hmm. And I think obviously Sam would know that. But it's just still it, it seemed like they were trying to yeah, tie a pretty bow on it and wrap up that whole story. And, yeah. Like, put it away, which uh, kind of didn't sit right with me.
0: Yeah, I'm honestly, I don't know how they could have ended it differently, but I yes. don't love how they ended it because it kind of undermined how he didn't want to be put yeah. out there like that. Yeah. But also, the questions that he raised to Sam and wh- that conversation he had with Sam was so good. Mm-hmm. And it really helped tie up kind of your full perspective on like all of Sam's doubts about taking up the position of Captain America. Yeah. So he had a great purpose in the show. And I love that his character, like the idea of his character. Mm-hmm. And kind of like, yeah, we, like, over-glorified the white guy, and then... Yeah, Isaiah did the exact same things that mm-hmm. Steve Rogers did. Exactly. And he
1: got punished for it, you know? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, no, I really loved his character overall. And I loved his conversations with Sam, and I thought he was absolutely essential to the show. But, yeah, that last scene, I don't know, it was, it was just a little off, I think. A little off. But I, I do think it was necessary. I don't know what else they would have done, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't either. It's like one of those things like I don't love it, but also I'm the white girl in the room. So I don't know how you could have dealt with racism better. So I'm not <laughs> the one to tell you. Yeah. But um, I know we're I'm jumping around. My head is like, Pff. but um, I kind of want to talk about like the conclusion of John Walker's story because he yes. kind of had a redemption arc. And I don't want him to ever be that important of a character. Like I don't ever want to see him with his own show or anything. Oh, no. I don't
1: want him to take up too much screen time, honestly. Mm-mm. Like, we've already established what he's like as a person. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need more of that content. Yeah. And I didn't – I was a little confused on what they were trying to – like, what – I don't know. Yeah. What they were trying to set up for his future in the MCU because – I
0: feel like he's already established his point in the MCU. Yeah. Like, I feel like we're good with him now. Like Yeah the point for him being there is gone
1: yeah exactly it it just seemed like they kind he didn't get full redemption obviously Mm -mm. for what he'd done but they seemed like they were establishing that he was at least trying to do better and then the whole like u.s agent storyline was being set up and i'm just like i don't i'm already done with this this (laughs) storyline just throwing in julia
0: louise dreyfus for like to be there or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. And he took the serum too, which is a full nother thing, which we don't have hours to talk about, John Walker. But I forgot you know. about that for
1: a second. Yeah, so
0: he's <laughs> definitely gonna show up again because he took oh, the for serum. Sure. Yeah. All right. The last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up is the villain and the flag smasher. So Carly and the flag smashers. Oh yeah, that was really weird. Mm-hmm. I think
1: they were very weird not quite villains, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah. They made good points. You could Mm -hmm. understand where they were coming from. They were trying to help people in general. But at the same time, they were obviously harming people too in the process. It was kind of Mm -hmm. like that whole Robin Hood thing, like steal from the rich, give to the poor. It was kind of that whole like mentality, you know? Except yeah, yeah, they caused a lot of damage along the way. And I think by just killing off... Some of those characters, they weren't yeah. resolving any of that no. at all. They kind of were bringing up these issues, like complex issues mm-hmm. with the scene where Sam was talking to Carly and he was just like, I understand, but this isn't the way to solve this, you know? Mm-hmm. They brought all these issues up just to, I don't know, not resolve it and just have Carly be killed by Sharon. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed like an easy way out of, yeah. of a bigger discussion. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I hundred percent agree with you because killing her at the end felt really anticlimactic for her full story arc. Yeah, and I feel like Marvel kind of struggled with the balance of the Robin Hood character here, where they realize that like their characters that where they show motivation and stuff are a lot better, but I feel Mm -hmm. like they were a little conflicted on how to like make sure they still remain the villains of the story and like they just like would randomly throw out bad things they were doing is what yeah. it felt like
1: that's what I was going to say like they you seemed kind of the moment you seem a little sympathetic towards them they're like oh well now they're gonna have like kill some people to make know. you like kill not random like them people. and you're like it just seemed really forced <laughs>
0: <laughs> what I do like about the Flag Smasher storyline is how the MCU keeps bringing up how many problems the blip caused. Yeah, because I kind of expect did them because I liked Spider-Man Far From Home, but they did gloss over like the rilds impact to the blip quite a bit because all yeah. those characters had been blipped. And I really like how they're posing all the questions like this would have been a colossal event for them coming back as well like it would have been a mess like there was no easy way to go about this and i love them addressing those questions because you know you don't have to create a new end of world event you can just address the problems you already established
1: yeah i really enjoyed that and i think they did a little bit of that in wandavision too Mm -hmm. um with uh monica's character
0: yeah yeah
1: her mother and all that stuff
0: and like well and that scene in wandavision where you show everyone coming back and just freaking out
1: yeah i'm i'm definitely really glad marvel is addressing that or else it would seem really weird because if Mm -hmm. you think about if that actually happened that'd be such a big
0: deal well in five years is like enough time that people would start to be moved on yeah and like the housing crisis and the food crisis and like everything It'd be would be a mess. Up. yeah honestly i feel like carly's character was redeemed so much just by sam's speech at the end mm-hmm. which got a little preachy it was a little too long oh i like sam's speech but i, I mostly that. loved it because it really a stab, it made carly's full story more impactful he kind of yes. saved her full character with that speech and the full like carly 2.0 is not going to mm-hmm. be as nice as these people were mm-hmm
1: i i I do like that. I almost forgot about that
0: speech, but now
1: that you you say mm-hmm. it. Like I think that did a good job of kind of wrapping up her character a little
0: bit. Exactly. And that was really Sam's, "I'm Captain America now. Like listen to yes. me. I'm your your voice of reason kind of situation." I I appreciated that scene for him. It really established yes. himself
1: as like especially like
0: a person in a leadership role and not just mm-hmm. the side character. <laughs> exactly. All right. To kind of wrap up, I want to ask you the watchable question, and I want to know your opinions on if the next rendition of us seeing Falcon should be in a movie or another season. That's hard. Okay,
1: so first off, I think it's watchable. I think a
0: lot of people (laughs) will
1: enjoy this show, Um, even people who don't know that much about Marvel, which is the great thing about these shows, I think. It's Mm -hmm. kind of like... Anyone can watch it and enjoy it, even if they don't know that much. I don't know if I want to see the new Captain America in a movie mm-hmm. or uh, another season yet. I think it will be a while until we see him in a movie. Mm-hmm. and uh, Same with Bucky. Like I think it will yeah, be a I long do. time. So I think that would be the only good thing about another season. But at the same time, I don't know what they would do with another season. Unless it has something c- to contribute to future movies and stuff like i don't want them to just have another season for the viewers just just for the yeah yeah. like i i don't i think that could end up badly for marvel but at the same time if they can find a way to make a second season successful and tie into the stage four movies then i think Mm -hmm. that's a good
0: idea yeah i think they've announced captain america 4 as in they're gonna make another movie yeah and Honestly, and they also have Kevin Feige, but he hints at everything. So, like, take what he says with a grain of salt, has also hinted that they're going to do another season of the show. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it might not focus as much on necessarily these characters, more just like it might be more about John Walker and Captain America will now be the big screen. Yeah, And I do think it's important that we see the black Captain America make a film imp- appearance as yes. well as the TV appearance. because That's true. Having only a TV, Black Captain America, seems like we're kind of short-sliding him. And I know yes. TV and film have changed a lot in the last yes. year or so, but there still is more of that prestige, that household mm-hmm. name of the big blockbuster opening. Yeah. So. I agree. Yeah. Honestly, knowing Marvel, there'll probably be a version of both, if we're being honest. Probably. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's perfect for a Marvel fan. It's everything we wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. My dad is obsessed with this show. It's adorable. (laughs) Um, It basically did everything I want. The villain wasn't perfect, but I think it's a little bit better than mid-tier villain for Marvel. Because they have some real stinkers (laughs) at the beginning. Yeah. It wasn't perfect
1: in any way, but it's still... Did a really good job of addressing complex things and also just giving us nice introductions to characters that we previously didn't know
0: enough about. And now we all love Bucky Barnes and Sam Wilson. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So next time we're going to be talking about the greatest film of all time, Paddington 2. Because...
1: (laughs) We are, thing.
0: Well, we (laughs) might be. I'm not sure. But I really want to talk about Paddington, No, that sounds good to me. Because I am very passionate about Paddington. So hopefully we do that next time. And thanks for listening to this episode of Watchful. This podcast is edited by Sophia. Our music is from
1: purpleplanet.com. And our graphic is by Maria
0: Hernandez. If you enjoy listening, leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It really helps us out. Join us next time when we discuss Paddington 2, maybe. (laughs) Now go enjoy your day.